Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple of couples watch Doctor Who for the very first time. My name is Jake. With me are those couples. Cody, Sam, Jill, and Alex, except for Sam. And our producer, Terry. Sam's not here this week. She might come in a little bit later, but we're not sure. This week, we're here to talk about The War Machines. Written by Ian Stewart Black, directed by Michael Ferguson, aired June 25th to July 16th, 1996. Before we get started, sorry, I just dropped my phone. Before we get started, <laughs> it is time for everybody's favorite podcast segment, Cody's 40-second plot synopsis. On your mark, get set, go! The Doctor had a couple, I don't even know, it's Dodo and... uh dodo and they arrive and there's some doctors and they sound really cool they have a great accent they made this machine called the the wado bot thing and, yep and then uh the thing suddenly starts hypnotizing everybody everybody's under his control uh, the one doctor's like no you will not control me and then he was under their control and then uh suddenly they made this different robot that looks absolutely terrible it has this weird little face on it and it starts skirting around it's like i got you with the fire extinguisher and everybody's sad and they're like calling the army and then the army comes in we're like we're bad none of their guns work and they're like oh my god retreat please we need the doctor the machine Time. tries to get no really <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> Spending 10 seconds trying to figure out what Dodo's name was. Might have hurt you. Was it 10? Because it felt like 2. <laughs> it might have been 2. It is, uh, <laughs> before we get going, since I have you here, Cody, we have lost our access to the 50th anniversary poll, but we do have the results of the 35th anniversary poll. So out of the 160 stories listed on that poll, where do you think the War Machines fell? 160. <laughs> uh, no. Shame. Alex? I think this is like 63. Jill? 72. Terry? 151. <laughs> it was 56. What? Hell yeah. You guys hate good shows. Oh. We're in for some terrible ass shows coming up. Oh my god. <laughs> you thought this was bad? The Doctor has never been so checked out in a series in my fucking life. Yeah, but it's not a story about the Doctor. It's a story about everything else around him. <laughs> I Barely. Think the most into a story the Doctor's been I... in many weeks. Like, spoilers, the Doctor was maybe my MVP, and still maybe is. Sorry, maybe not the Doctor, just Hartnell. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, the man couldn't know his lines showing up, like, and he just hmmed everything away into existence. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, his solution sucked, which is probably the writer's issue. That's not Hartnell. It's just... Yeah. <sighs> Everybody came together to make a hot mess of, of a decent story, but a poor, like, culmination of everything trying to make a TV show. 
Like everything was comical, and maybe it's because I'm in 2022 watching it now. It was all just rickety. Well, if that's your issue, like that's never gonna go away. The first episode <laughs> it, was really good, and I am very well aware it's never gonna go away. Like when even when we're in the 80s, that's not going to stop <laughs> happening. Well, story wise, no stories. Dece, the Doctor's wicked badass in this story. It has a new feel to it. This is something that we have a new producer. He's been on for a little bit, but he's kind of been stuck with the previous, uh, the previous regime's stories that were kind of already in production when he took over. But this is what he wants. He wants Earth-based stories that like involve the military that have monsters attacking places that we know and this is only the second time we've been in like um we've been in london it's the first time we're like in contemporary london and we're actually like out on the streets and interacting with military and police and like getting other people involved something that's going to happen a lot more moving forward why do they have to be so ridiculously inept though like <laughs> well they're facing something they don't know or understand they're just like oh this is just like a a simple attack this warehouse and then when they get there and they're like our guns don't work then what are they supposed to do maybe not cry like little bitches like understand <laughs> the situation like be a real soldier or something it was the most like it's the weirdest i've it's Hear that, seen... soldiers? Soldiers can't cry. <laughs> like they're they're so. <laughs> oh shit! Our guns don't fire. Let's stand here and dance around <laughs> like idiots. It's just so, like fourth wall shattering. I I wasn't sure if the guns were shooting or not. Like they kept pulling triggers, but then there weren't any like yeah. reactions or shots of faces going like, "Oh no, our gun isn't working." It's just like here's a finger pulling at a trigger. It's like our bullets coming out and the thing is impervious to bullets or what like it was good 10 minutes into this fight before someone was like my gun is jammed and it's like oh okay now it kind of makes sense it has the feel of like a small town theater with a, a director bit. who's just trying you know it's trying i would say it's more important in storytelling, in television storytelling, to show, not tell. So seeing, I mean, our biggest issues with the most recent Doctor Who era is the fact that they're constantly saying everything that's going on. I think it's okay to have a little bit of, like, allowing the audience to realize that the guns aren't firing. We realized it. No, Terry just yeah, said Terry it wasn't until sure. they said it. That's, uh, I'm sure that's a thing that has to do with the time. Like, how are they going to show guns firing on right. The battle was, I'll give you that the battle was five times too long. But they're spending a lot of money. They had to build that box. They stacked all of those crates that had to be knocked over. They're not just going <laughs> to get knocked over on their own. <laughs> and they did that shot twice. <laughs> and one dude got hammered by the fucking hammer arm. The yeah. garbage ass, ridiculous, I'm going to slowly <laughs> drive up to you and in this one plane of space, throw a hammer down. It's basically like, you? what if 
What if we built a Dalek, but it took two men to operate it and they could stand the whole time? Why the fire extinguisher, though? It's not the worst, but <laughs> I just a... love watching it run into the warehouse light constantly. It's like, oh, that's yeah. fun. <laughs> I like yep. I like the fire extinguisher over the, the current Dalek's like snake shooter, like the <laughs> snake tongue thing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is something, and we will get Daleks that shoot fire extinguishers later when they try experimenting with mixing the Daleks up. I just imagine. Oh no, it's in the movie. That's right. The tech guy that came up with that construction, he's like, "Look at this fucking thing!" Whoosh! <laughs> and all the producers just like simultaneously came their pants. <laughs> There's an Easter egg on the DVD when you're selecting episodes that has like. A scene of the war machine going up an alley, and it's all silent because there's no sound, and um, it gets stuck, but it's stuck like where they have a whole bunch of stuff on fire, and it's supposed to like go through that and come out the other side, and they just see two dudes come running out the back of the war machine, <laughs> and then like, and then they turn around and go back and try to push it to get it out of the fire. Oh, jeez. Oh. That was really cool, though, like, with the fire that it was making. I was hoping it would have done that, like, in the fight against the army. I was like, that's freaking cool. Why aren't, were you saving this for when you're by yourself? Well, there's times you're outside, times you're inside. Times you're safe, times you're not. I think this episode looked great. I think that the outside scenes were awesome. When When they switch from outside to inside, that's when it's the hardest. Like, it opens with the Doctor and Dodo coming out of the TARDIS, and they're really shooting outside, which is why there's no sound. Or at, at least no audio from the the actors. And then it cuts to the exact same shot, but they're in a studio, and it's just uh, a matte painting of, like, the uh, the park behind them. It's like, you, it's okay to do that, but you can't do it right after a shot of them actually being outside and put them right one after the other because it's so jarring and obvious and then you're not even paying attention well and they did it they did it good later in the episode where the doctor was walking outside to like the war room tent or whatever and then when he went in the tent then they're in the studio shooting that scene and i thought that transition was way better yeah and that's okay here in the 60s because they're using the same cameras in both instances but once we get to the later 70s and the 80s in particular they'll be outside and then they'll cut to a studio shot and they go from using film to using video and it's awful it's the worst transitions because it just it just completely takes you out of any kind of moment you could be in i thought the first two episodes were really well done because they have dodo in them uh but just the <laughs> Like when she gets turned by Wotan and then she's like playing spy and like trying yeah. to get the doctor to go like get trapped and all of this stuff. It's it's just fun watching her be like, no, we should go this way. And it's not working. And like in my head, I'm just thinking of the old Pink Panther movies. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be like a comedy of sorts. And everyone else will fall into these traps that Dodo's trying to set. But then it really didn't happen. But I was like, oh, they missed an opportunity. <laughs> Didn't you answer the phone? <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> 
when you said uh, when Dodo got turned, I thought you were going to say when Dodo got turned at the yeah. nightclub. Yeah, <laughs> that scene was mwah. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> Everything there I enjoyed. The, uh, what, what's her name? Uh, Peggy or whatever? Polly. Paul is Polly! Polly! <laughs> Polly. Alright, when Polly was there trying to talk to the sailor and the sailor was being a little bitch and then she's just like, alright, fine, bye. Ben. Loved it. Ben, the new companion that we won't see. Um, fun fact, this is the only time, the only episode in either the first or second Doctor's time where we completely change the TARDIS team all at once. Every other time it's like, we'll lose one and gain one, or, you know, lose two and gain, like, it'll always be, or this is the only time we're completely getting rid of the TARDIS team, which at this point is just Dodo, and replacing her. Man, what a way to go to just going off to <laughs> sleep and JK, I want to stay here. Bye. Yeah. Like everybody's favorite childhood dog sent off to a farm. Yeah. <laughs> upstate. <laughs> Bye, Dodo. It was that whole ending and I I knew it was coming. I was waiting for it. I did not expect the Batman play. But I also <laughs> didn't expect Dodo to just piss off. But I did 100% expect the doctor to be like, all right. Have a good day, hmm? and then just hop in his TARDIS and go away. But he he was upset, like, oh, Dodo just says peace. He's like the fucking bitch, <laughs> like <laughs> I all of time and space. And she was like, oh, I get, I really like it here. They got goats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna live with this old man. Well, she she was originally from this time period, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, was she? I thought she was way. Way Not earlier, future lady. Yeah. yeah. Nope. She's from this time, and uh, I suppose when there's no control over the TARDIS, like the first time you're like, "Hey, we're back on Earth, and it's at the, my time." Like, yeah, peace, buddy. Yeah. The truth is, the producer didn't like Jackie Lane, who played Dodo. He said in an interview that, or someone said that he said in an interview that um, he thought the camera aged her. <laughs> <laughs> basically saying she wasn't pretty enough and he had an idea of what kind of companions he wanted it's you know he took over the show so he wants his own companions and he wanted like fun swinging mod kids and so that's polly who just looks like a combination of uh the two the two most famous models at the time mm -hmm. twiggy and another one i can't remember and then there's ben who it's hilarious because Ben's using a Cockney accent. Dodo was supposed to have a Cockney accent and the BBC producers were like, no, our characters will speak the Queen's or the BBC English is what they said. BBC pronunciation. And then the very next one, they're like, ah, fuck it. We just hated that chick. <laughs> <laughs> they really did. And I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that they're like, it's okay if he's lower class because he's a soldier. He's a sailor. So like, He's going to have that kind of accent. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, all, all soldiers are morons. <laughs> we we get it. Yeah, I never thought hey, of Jill. that. Hey, what? What'd you think of Ben and Polly? I'm just waiting for the portion where you ask us what we thought of the story. Eh, we, we're kind of just doing that. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't approve. <laughs> you don't approve of the story or of Ben and Polly? No, I don't approve of you switching up the format on me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just forgot. Hey, Jill. Hey, what? Uh, what'd you think of this one? 
I liked all of the things that everyone else said they hated. I liked the mingling. Okay, I liked Me it. too. I liked the mingling. I liked the uh, like the showing instead of telling. And I liked the things that were told. Like, I thought it was a nice balance. Uh, I don't know about Polly. Um, she seems a Duchess? bit... Duchess? Robotic. <laughs> well, she was literally hypnotized I for know. most of the story. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, how do you get a, a good, like, feel for her? So I don't know about her yet. We will have some more stories with her. However, this is the only story with Ben and Polly that has all of its episodes. Yikes. So we're not going to get a ton of them, even though they're on the show for an amount of time. M- almost everything is missing. I also just like feel like I'm just starting to get to know Dodo, so that's kind of sad. <laughs> well, we miss a lot of Dodo, too. A lot of those were missing. Um, Dodo, her contract ended halfway through the story, and they're just like, what's the point? Like, they could have... They could have devised like a part, like given her a contract as like a day player to finish out the story. But they're just like, ah, why bother? I liked the doctor with Dodo. Like I thought he was an appropriate amount of like educational and concern, but letting her do her own thing. Yeah, it seemed like they their relationship was quite different in this than what we had seen. And obviously we've missed a lot of time. But uh yeah, it seemed like they were going in the right direction, and then the way they're forced to end that character, which is not in keeping with the character, is kind of a bummer, and the Doctor can't really dwell on it, because it's like, you know, they, they don't really want to get into it. So the Doctor can't be as upset as he was when Ian and Barbara left, or um, he even, like, I think mentioned Stephen... In an episode. I can't remember. Throughout this whole thing, was it just the Doctor and Dodo? Like, throughout everything? Well, I mean, he spends most of the... Oh, all the time we missed? No, Stephen just left. Oh, okay. I think in the previous story. Dodo was like, screw this. Just an old guy? Bye. Hey, Sam's here. (laughs) Hey, Sam, what'd you think of this one? Oh, sure, you ask her. Uh. <laughs> Hold on. Before you say anything, Sam, Doctor Who 30th, 35th oh, anniversary no. poll, 1998, out of 160 stories, where did this one fall? Ah, uh, shoot. Now I can't, like, go off other people's guesses. Oh, this is fun. She mooches <laughs> off of me always. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my brain's not working yet. I'll um, give you one. Your husband said 160 out of 160. Oh, no. He wasn't correct. I'll say... <laughs> I was I'll say 90. 56. It's kind of surprising. No, it's not, because the story fucking cooks. <laughs> Top 25% episode, baby. This is as good as it gets. <laughs> uh, Ter- Cody's bad at math. That was pretty on the fly. Out of 160... Top 33%. I was also going to warn in my, if you would have asked how I like the episode portion, um, (laughs) that I have an old dog who has breathing problems and it's really hot up here right now. 
So his name is Alex. Ah! <laughs> but every once in a while, Piper stands up and like, ah, 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 and then lays back down. So I'm sorry. I edit those out. Sam, what do you think of this one? Um, it was fine. It was okay. It was not great. I'm surprised that it's that good of a number. There are other ones we've seen that are much better. Name 11. Have we watched that many? <laughs> uh, the story's great. You're wrong. Um, Here's what you missed. Producer didn't like Dodo because he thought she was ugly. Her contract ran out halfway through the story, so instead of re-signing her, they just said, fuck it. And uh, we got two new companions. The two new companions is kind of surprising to me. Like, goodbye, hello. Hello, goodbye. <laughs> well, I mean, I already said this, so I'll cut this out, but the producer wanted more, he wanted contemporary, um, like, sexy kids. <laughs> he, he didn't want... Uh, I don't know. Polly definitely has that. Yeah, and we'll talk more about them later, or in future episodes. We didn't we didn't get a ton of Polly in this. Most of the time she's hypnotized. Um, I mean, Ben is a fucking... Well, let's talk about Ben. Ben does a lot in this. He is running all over London. He's investigating the warehouse by himself. He's helping the doctor make his... Uh, electromagnetic field and then when he finds out the doctor's gonna go blow up Wotan he fucking books it to go save Polly. Get it Ben? Wait is his name Ben? <laughs> yeah now, okay. now's when you talk about Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's like who's Ben? <laughs> That's the sailor. The sailor. Uh, ben is for sure getting it and how wasted do you think they all were when they're leaving the club? 100% white girl status. <laughs> they were leaving the club. <laughs> they were wobbling the club. What What were Ben's chances of getting a threesome with Dodo and Polly? Mm. Uh, I don't know. Dodo seems like the I ain't into that kind of girl, you know? I don't know. She... The second she gets to London... And meets another young person. She's like, I just want to go to a hot club. <laughs> and she's like, I got just the place. I, yeah. She gives off she she gives off like theater kid energy, so probably hi. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, theater kids. <laughs> Holy shit. Get called. Terry out. eat shit. Aww. I do like how Paul what Polly goes to try to cheer him up and it's like, hey, we talked to the other day. Do you remember? He's like, ah, not really. She's like, uh, yeah, you do. I mean, look at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this the first uh, banging? Like, is Polly banging? We've had a banging. I think we said Ian was banging. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> I was very surprised when they actually went to a club. When they said that, I was like, what does? What are they saying? Where are they actually going? And then they just went to a club. Yeah. Like, it just felt so out of... Yep. Not character, maybe, but out of the show. Like, young people party, Sam. of the show. Not in Doctor Who. They just run around. They Scooby-Doo it. <laughs> um, another thing you miss, Sam, is the new producer. He He wants stories that are going to be... Like, he wants more stories set in contemporary London with monsters kind of attacking uh, the world we know. 
So this is this kind of story is going to become a little more frequent during this producer's time. I like it. I don't. I'll let you know if I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the bartender was banging. Bartender, pretty banging. Can yeah. confirm. She was yeah. crazy hot. And it's like, she can't cheer up the sailor? Like, what the hell? That's your job. And it's like, nah, I'll she's get my busy. slutty friend to do it. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, you know, maybe that's just not her cup of tea. Maybe she's like, hey, Polly likes dick. Let's get her <laughs> over there. <laughs> so we caught the machine and four cables. They were electrified. They made an electromagnetic field, Cody. Yeah, you could tell. <laughs> I like how <laughs> their plan... <laughs> Their plan is to, I mean, if this was 2005 Doctor Who, there'd be some shitty lightning effects showing an electric <laughs> electromagnetic field. Guess what? You can't see electromagnetic fields. <laughs> and you know how you make one? Exactly how they made it in this you story. You can see electromagnetic fields by the way they're magnetic. <laughs> um, I, I love how they're like, hey, I know how we can trap this thing. Let's just set, like, we'll... um block off these roads or close these roads i like how the war machines knock over any stack of crates you put in front of them but they see a road closed side and they're like oh i guess i better turn here <laughs> they they obey all traffic laws <laughs> i loved all of the descriptions of the like show them how you do this they were all great um like who is the <laughs> dude that they just killed they're like 30 the feet hobo? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The and warehouse worker. Why is he just like the standing there? He's like, who will bring it? He was brainwashed. <laughs> yeah. He was programmed to do it. Anyway, I thought all the like tests were hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, because these machines are garbage. <laughs> so when they're all like, oh, it could sure shoot up to thirty feet. Well, whoop de fucking do. Guess what, guys? We're saved. We just have to back up. <laughs> like everyone's fine. <laughs> Everyone take two big steps backwards. <laughs> I was hoping they would be like a cousin of the Dalek or something. They felt a little Dalek. -y. They looked a lot Daleky. The gun was basically a Dalek gun with like a little extra piece put over the top. I thought they were gonna be like cousins of the Daleks. Yeah, I really thought cool. that was coming. Well, they were created by Wotan. Let's talk about Wotan a little bit. Um, it knew what TARDIS stood for because mm -hmm. it knows everything. It called the Doctor Doctor Who, which is a big no-no. <laughs> you said that completely wrong. There is important significance to the way in which Wotan says Doctor Who. Oh, please enlighten us. Doctor <laughs> Who! <laughs> yeah, why does a computer speak that way? I... I, I was really hoping you had the answer. It's some <laughs> trivia. We're going to have a lot more conversation about computer voices next podcast, but like, it should either just sound like a speaking spell or just have a normal voice. <laughs> Those are your options. Not this like echoey whisper thing where you're like overlaying like three layers of the same voice talking. Turns out the, uh, the new who, like the... Uh, Matt Smith era was a callback to this very moment. Doctor Who! <laughs> yep, this is the only episode <laughs> Moffat ever actually saw. Yeah. He claims to be a big Doctor Who fan. <laughs> He's like, I saw this one War Machines where they call him Doctor Who a bunch and I fucking loved it. 
<laughs> That's all I could think about was the blue man in the box. Yeah. There's a... So this story came about... I don't know if you guys pay attention to the credits at all, but there's a... um, There's a credit on there that is based in a, an... Uh, ugh. Based on an idea by Kit Peddler. And we've talked about Kit Peddler before because he gets credited in New Who every time the Cybermen show up because he created the Cybermen. But this is his first contribution to Doctor Who. He was hired on as a scientific advisor by the new producers. And in his interview, they're like, we're thinking... Or because that... um. That mail center tower was really being built at the time. It was brand new. I was wondering what that tower is. Yeah, it's the it's the mail center. It's like the biggest like phone call center in the world at the time. They asked him like, "Hey, what would you do? Like, or what would happen if like terrorists took over that building? Like, what would your story be? Something like that." And he was like, "Well, I." you would have them like create a supercomputer that could access all of the world's computers using the phone system. So he basically created the internet in 1965. 66? Yeah. And uh, they decided to take that idea from his interview and make a story out of it. That's pretty crazy. Like, like, cause he, he gets money for that then, right? Like it's his idea. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he's on he's on the job. He got hired. He's on the team. Yeah, but don't you get like like royalties or something? I don't know. Uh, no, I think they got screwed over by um, Terry Nation enough that they're they're putting in new contracts for everybody. Gotcha. Still pretty cool. Yeah, and it was you know there were. There were a lot of like science journals around the time talking about like the the fears and the benefits of like connecting computer systems and like a general fear from the public of like AI. Like this is kind of when that was starting to become a thing. And so make a story out of it. Well, Doctor Who seems to be perpetuating that fear because they're like machines must not run humanity. Oh, yeah. And you'll see as we go forward, like the first three doctors, they all hate computers. Jeez. <laughs> like any any time there's computers, like no, 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 no. I did like that. Uh, Wotan like stopped taking orders from the humans at one point. I think it was in like episode four that the machines were just on their own, and it's like, oh, nice. Like I was hoping that would have happened like way sooner. Um, but that was a fun little twist. But weren't there like? 11 or 12 other machines around the city that they had built. Yeah. Was only one active at the time? Once Wotan was destroyed, they didn't have any orders. They just sat there awaiting orders that were never going to come. It's the last sentence the doctor says before he leaves. Yeah, no, I get that. But I was just wondering, like, if there was, like, chaos and mayhem everywhere else all these machines were because we never no because they they weren't going to strike until noon it wasn't noon yet oh right okay but i don't know what you mean by wotan stopped taking orders from humans he never took orders from humans i don't at one point the the humans are 
I don't know. The scientist guy was like, he was able to talk to Wotan or something like that. And that at one point he was trying to talk, tell him to do something. And like the Wotan was just not responding or giving instructions. What do you, what do you think Wotan is? <sighs> uh, Are you talking about the war machine? No, Wotan is the supercomputer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I don't know what you're yeah, about. I'm and you've got glasses and necktie who are in the main area store and like it just wasn't working. Like necktie wasn't able to get any information out of Wotan at one point. Maybe in episode one. Yeah, because they they were brainwashed in like episode one or two. Right. Yeah. Like in the I don't know. Early I have the note episode in one. episode four. So at some point, like, they were just not receiving instructions from Wotan, and they didn't know what was happening or what to do. So they were lost, and it was just like, at that point, Wotan had just given up on humans and not needed them anymore. So I was expecting, like, a major just annihilation of all these humans. Oh, so I was expecting you said it the other way around. More... You said humans weren't giving orders to Wotan anymore. Oh, sorry. Um... Yeah, in episode four, when after they destroy that first, or don't destroy it, but kind of reprogram that first war machine, then, yeah, all everyone in that warehouse just kind of starts wandering around in a fog. Yeah. I don't know. it For how logical Wotan is supposed to be for all scenarios and coming up with the best solutions, that when... Like, why wait until noon? Like, he should have analyzed that and figured out, oh, quicker attack plan would have been a better choice rather than sticking to a schedule. Yeah, maybe the machines weren't going to be ready by then or the last machine wasn't going to be ready by then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if you've ever seen uh, a spy movie, but like, the ma- the villain's master plan has to be overly convoluted. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> what what's the point? Come on, Terry. Sorry. Um, sir, why can't you just walk up to him and shoot him in the face? <laughs> no, <laughs> I have to capture him, tie him on top of this thing, so the sharks can can see him as he's slowly lowered into the vat. <laughs> I have to be dramatic. This already sounds way better. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll just give Wotan like a giant monocle and like <laughs> We should we should just watch Austin Powers. <laughs> I like where this was going. Sharks with freaking laser beams. <laughs> <laughs> Do we got like fun facts? No. They were all depressing facts, he said them all. Oh. People are all ugly. <laughs> uh. <laughs> this is the season three finale yeah it is isn't it oh so does the doctor regenerate are we missing his regeneration then i don't think regeneration exists yet yeah he dies like, isn't that i think Jake i mean will... this guy sure looked like william hartnell boom got him <laughs> wrap it up <laughs> well okay I don't know. I thought there was going to be like an inkling to him dying soon because in the beginning, like his hand is like twitching or prickling. I don't know. Uh, but he was going like, ah, my hand. So I wasn't sure if he was like 
having a stroke or something was happening and it was like oh is he gonna you die can hear soon him talking right <laughs> like he says he can feel like an alien presence coming from the tower and that's where his hands are tingling oh gotcha it's like Sorry. spidey powers he's got yeah like the new doctor that she can smell something in the air and know it taste the um, dirt that's it tasting no, the <laughs> doctor like they haven't come up with the concept of the doctor changing yet so they're not going to be alluding to it because oh. <laughs> the audience wouldn't know what the hell's going on <laughs> um he basically said oh god i got a raging clue it goes this way <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> the only time we've ever seen the doctor just be like oh there's danger in that place i'm gonna go there <laughs> i can just tell <laughs> but the doctor's like wicked it's another reason the story's so good the doctor's like hey Something's going on up there. He just fucking walks in and is like, "Sup? I'm the doctor. This is my assistant. I'm gonna check everything out. You guys are all cool with it." <laughs> and then <laughs> he shows up to like the scientific society. <laughs> and he's like, "Sup? You're in charge. Okay, you're my new best friend. I'm gonna need you to call the army for me." <laughs> and like, we we'll do what I just. And everyone's just like, "You got a bus?" <laughs> Was that all That's... in episode one? That's not what happened at all, by the way. It's 100% what happened? No. He walks in there. He's like, what is this machine? The guy explains it. He's like, that's wild. And then it prints out TARDIS. And he's like, how does it know? He also just walks in <laughs> to like the secure government yeah. Uh, yeah, that's computer true. place. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'm like a wicked smart scientist, man. So can I see your computer? I yeah, would. this is pre-9-11, Jake. There is no security <laughs> in the world. I did like that the opening scene to all of the episodes, though, was like the um, old-timey typewriter sound of, like, coming up with the oh, uh, titles. That. that was my one complaint. Maybe not one, but one of them. <laughs> <laughs> we did get, and this is going to happen quite a bit, like, um, like individualized credits just for this story, like a, a new kind of instead of just saying episode one, like it normally does, or just the name of the episode, because uh, those are going to go away pretty soon. Individually naming the episodes, and it, this one I, might be the start of it. It's just one, two, three, four are the episode titles. What? It was yeah. that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, the first three, there's a white screen and it says The War Machines, Ian Stewart Black, Episode 1, or just one. And then the fourth one is black instead of white. Oh, I did not notice that there was a color change. I watched it on the DVD, so all, <laughs> all the titles were the episode to click. <laughs> we got any tweets? Nope, never asked for any. Oh. Oh, this would have been a good one, too. Yeah, I had one one of two funerals that I have this week today. Kinda just forgot. Jake's reaching that age. <laughs> mm -hmm. He got past the wedding age. This is the first story to have the main cast in it and not include any scenes in the TARDIS. Oh yeah, there wasn't any. Was they didn't show it was after the last at the scene? end? The last no, scene? it was just him walking into it. Wow. Yeah, and Polly and Brad walk in too <laughs> to like the main room <laughs> where the doctor's just like I just 
I just imagine him slapping a switch like, guess we're going. Because there's no way that you just sneak in. You know that's not his name, and you still went with it. It's great. <laughs> what? <laughs> Brett. No. <laughs> he doesn't know it's not his name. Bert. Bert. Is it Bert? <laughs> this is great. Yeah. It starts with B, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you talking about Polly the sailor? And... Yeah. No, like, wait. Yeah, because her name is Polly. So he's... Ben? Ben? Hooray. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to just say, nope, try again. <laughs> this, is why, this is why we can't do trivia anymore. <laughs> I can't remember the main character's name. <laughs> he's in, like, 65% of this story. Yeah, but they say his name once. No, 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 no. Twice. I legitimately don't hardly I hardly remember him at all. What? He like carried the shit out of episode three. Eh. Oh, shit. It's from his point of view, Cody. Eh. <laughs> it's all in the warehouse. You didn't watch episode three. Eh. <laughs> well, I watched it with two children around me telling me to watch their own shows. Watch my show now? No. Shh. <laughs> this is Hollywood treasure. This is BBC <laughs> treasure. Be quiet, child. Observe. Child was not impressed. <laughs> child gave it a 160. <laughs> Speaking of those warehouse scenes, Polly does really come through and kind of save the day because she is able to fight the hypnosis a little bit or the brainwashing and save Ben's life, convince uh, her boss that like Wotan told them not to kill him. And then when she sees him leaving, she just like doesn't tell anybody. Ollie's great. All y'all. Hey, your, your enthusiasm can be <laughs> uh, gleaned from your voice. Ollie's <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> Polly's huge human being. Yeah. Pretty solid. Respect the name. She's the best. Polly. <laughs> you remember Polly? I remember Polly. I'm pretty... She's in one episode. Sure, that name you remember. I'm I'm pretty low energy right now, but yeah. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't see Ben because Polly's four feet taller than he is. Hair and heels, man. And her eyes can find you anywhere. Hey, Terry. Hey, what? Who's your MVP? Speaking of, it's Polly! Polly's Polly. Is it Anaki Wills? Annika Wills. Oh, okay. You just love how she's hypnotized the whole time? Because that's how you think women should be. I really liked her her changing character of how alive she was in the first episodes, and then when she does transform, that it's she played that very well and with like a lot of intensity. So I thought she was brilliant. Jill. I think I'm going Dodo. I liked her as a character. I I feel like the person was playing herself. But you know, I could be wrong. I don't know her. I liked her. I'm sad she's gone. I mentioned this in our last podcast, but at one point Alex and I did a podcast where we ranked all of the 60s companions. And 
we asked Twitter to give us like their top five and we would like compile all the votes. And there was one companion who didn't get any votes and it was Dodo. (laughs) Brutal. And we got a lot of responses. We had a lot of votes. Um, Alex, MVP. It's, uh, it's Ben, for sure. Ben was great. Three people, three different responses. Cody? The scientist that fought getting hypnotized because that man left it all on the stage. Oh, like the first guy? Like the, the guy that runs everything? No. Are you talking the, glasses? Glasses. Uh, John Edward Cater? John Edward Cater. Cool, that man? Terry can Google. Yeah. That's what I have to do as a producer, okay? Did good. MVP. Sam? Dodo. Oh. Oh, you ruined it by picking someone that's already been picked. Sorry, I'll go back to bed. <laughs> Again, she was in two episodes and didn't do anything. <laughs> she was written off the show and sent to a farm where all old dogs go to die. Yeah, but don't we all just love the old dogs? We cry. Not, not if when you're producing a TV show where you want hot girls. Yeah, we want we want hot dogs. <laughs> we oh, we need my, Marilyn Monroe on the show. Stat. Give me some ketchup, some mustard. I'm going with William Hartnell. He fucking slaps in this story. You can go to hell, Cody. (laughs) I am in hell. End of season three when we're getting the war machine, or season three, the end of episode three when we're getting the war machine point of view and the doctor just stands there defiant and is like, what? And all the army men are running away and he's like, no, no, no. I'm the fucking doctor. (laughs) It's good shit. And he is. Okay. Next story, four parts, called The Smugglers. Doesn't exist. It's a pirate story. Aww. Get to know our new companions a little bit. We're not going to watch it. Story after that, we are going to watch. It's four episodes. The last one is animated. Is this what but I think it is? It's all on BritBox. I don't know what you think it is. But it's all on BritBox, so you can watch it. We don't have to get DVDs for everybody. Four episodes. It is called The Tenth Planet. Oh, it's not what I thought it was. <laughs> what do you think it was? I thought we were already at Power of the Daleks. That is a second Doctor story, yeah, young man. I thought we were, and that is fully animated. I thought we were there. I was so ready. Have did we do the tenth <laughs> uh, planet for? I'd like to point out that the Doctor did not regenerate in this story. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, Terry, we might have watched it for one of our either Ben or Polly episodes because there's so very few stories that they are okay. that are that exist that they're in. Yeah, it sounded super familiar, but I'm excited to watch it again. Cool. Terry's just saying that because he wants to be a part of something, not because he enjoyed it. Go yeah, back to bed. Suck up a little <laughs> bit more, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Terry also uh, called a woman hot on this episode so i don't know who Terry yeah is. but he also says he ref- he prefers women to be brainwashed it's yeah. true. and automatons play the song do the song he only thinks of women as hair and legs <laughs> no <laughs> facts what, what about ben terry where's he on the hotness level he was very close to being my mvp for this too 
That did not his, answer the question. I know, but Wait, how his how clothing hot was is he? very tight. That that shirt was. Wait till you see on. the scene where he rips his shirt off and he's chiseled. Like it's pretty. Uh. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, Terry. Ian. Steven, <laughs> Ben, Mary, fuck, kill. <laughs> Maybe it's not fair because we haven't got very much Ben yet. I feel like this no, is a new segment fine. of our podcast. Uh, Holy I'll... shit! I think I think it might be. <laughs> oh dang it! <laughs> I'd say Mary Ben. Wow, he uh, loves a soldier. He wants the stability of the income. <laughs> uh, Ian, Ian was a school teacher. He made like three pence a right? week. Uh, <laughs> fuck Stephen. Stephen. Yeah. And then I mean, hard duh. Kill Wait, you're, Ian. You're, you're because it'll Ian? be an epic battle. Yeah. yeah. He'd rage and it'd be super powerful. It'd be fun. You couldn't kill Ian. No, 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 no. <laughs> He's got the bloodlust. <laughs> No, I mean, Steven's both the most fuckable and the most killable because he's just a bitch. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so, like, I, th- I think you gotta, you gotta kill Steven and fuck Ian. I mean, I and could just... Ben for that sweet, <laughs> sweet pension. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's how it will probably go down, right, with Ian? Because Ian won't kill you, right? He'll come close. Like, you don't stand a fucking chance. Ian is going to destroy you. And as you were laying on the ground, soaking in sweat, he is going to stand over you with a sword and say, Terrence, I love you too much. I will not let you die. And then he will take the sword and jump off of a ziggurat. And that would be the end of the fight. <laughs> so it's just a margin. A margin You marry life. Ian and you get like a speeding ticket. He will kill that police officer <laughs> <laughs> on your behalf. Yeah. Ian doesn't give a fuck. He comes with problems. Yeah. Comes, so, with... <laughs> comes with the problems in that he insists on killing someone <laughs> once a week. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah. We can't really play this game with the girls because they were all teenagers. The actors weren't, but the characters were, so no. But this is, as we move forward with Polly, this is our first, and this is a big thing we talked about when we were doing our companion stories. It's our first female companion who is like a 20-something independent adult woman. Like, Barbara was obviously that, but she was like already established, like in her 30s, had her life. Um, The other female companions have all been children, but Polly is like, we don't hear about her family. She makes her own money. She has her own life. She's like doing the thing. But she's, like, young and hot. Not that Babs wasn't hot, she just wasn't young. And so it's it's a nice change. We're getting away from that child character that can sometimes really drag the story down. So how old was uh, Dodo? Because she still got to go to the club. So she must not have been that much younger than Holly. She had psychic paper. <laughs> <laughs> The ultimate, like, just fake ID. Well, I guess, what was the proper drinking age in the 60s? Yeah, it's still like 16. Yeah. 
don't know. I think I said it last week, but I'm trying to look it up again. Or last podcast. I think she was supposed to be 16. Oh, yeah. Here we go. According to the book Salvation, she was 16. Oh, so she... When she when she met the doctor. So she just became of age, and of course she wants to go to the club. <laughs> and then she turns into that friend that disappears halfway through the party, and everyone goes into panic mode. Bails. <laughs> Those guys really should have been a little more mad at her. Oh, yeah. But she's like, oh, I just ran into some friends, or I remembered I had to go see some friends who lived across the street. I'm like, you are gone for hours <laughs> fucking tell anyone. yeah like the doctor has shit to my do my friends He's just been standing my here. friends live in an opium den we strung out for a minute <laughs> yeah you know how you lose the hours when you're <laughs> hopped up on the poppy <laughs> anyway do the song terry anything else <laughs> we didn't do a terry anything else segment today <laughs> no all right I yeah, you should be good. Now this has been Married to Who, our episode on The War Machines. Uh, if you would like to participate, if I ever actually ask anyone for participation, you do so by following us on Twitter at Married to Who Pod. I've asked myself, Jake, Cody, Sam, Jill, and Alex, and our producer Terry. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us next time for the tenth planet. Bow <laughs> <laughs>